0: So, today we did a rewatch of Jurassic Park, continuing our rewatch month. And uh, this is one of those ones that we've discussed in the past with high praise, but once again, we wanted to see how it held up after a long time of not viewing it. So, with that in mind, uh, we are fresh off of our watch, and I would like to know if you want to add anything else. Luke joins us once again. Welcome, Luke. Thank you. Uh, I would like to
1: say that it has been probably. 20 years since I've seen this film I first yeah it's been a while and you know I'm a big big very big Jurassic Park fan I have enjoyed just about all the movies including this most recent one which most people are you know I think a lot of people are tired of Jurassic Park at this point because conventional wisdom is that the first film stands by itself and all the others pale in comparison. I read the book, Jurassic Park, as I have referenced on this pod before, and this was prior to any of the movies being made, and it is one of my favorite books of all time. And certainly, without question, the scariest book I've ever read. So, to watch the film adaptation back soon after I read the book, within a few years, and now to watch it 20 years later, was kind of a treat
0: yeah definitely um, especially when it comes to how the film was made I'm sure that the effects were absolutely wild back then and very cutting edge yes versus how you might view them today right but, Luke is there anything else you want to add on that um how old were you when you were reading
1: the book and watching the movie I was probably in my early 20s so around my age yeah probably yeah. so somewhere okay. uh probably what what year did the book come out
0: 89. Um, late eighties. Late eighties or maybe nineteen ninety. I read it
1: in the early nineties, so it was it was like ninety one, ninety two around that time. Gotcha. Well, speaking
0: of the release of this book, there's actually some fun facts that I read around it. So before the book was even um, released, uh, four major film studios were bidding on the rights to make this movie. Yes, and then Steven Spielberg uh, was able to spend a million and a half dollars to aid getting this one actually um, acquired Mm -hmm. for, I believe it was Universal. Uh, studios, And then, of course, he took the helm as director, and this became the most successful movie of all time at the time. It made well over a billion dollars, and, um, I mean, it was a sensation. I mean, what do you remember when the movie came out? Was it just kind of like the biggest thing of the year? What what, what was it? You know, I remember watching this. Um, I don't remember
1: seeing it in the theater, which I must have, but I think... It's interesting. Unlike some films of this stature in mm-hmm. history, or certainly in my history, I don't remember it being the splash
0: that it clearly made. It's fascinating because you say you remember the book so well. I do. And How much it affected yeah. you, but the movie, which obviously you know was a global <laughs> phenomenon, um, at least at the time, uh, wasn't as much of a memory for you. So
1: I would say too. I think it's. You know, I've said this before, and I think most people would agree that if you watch a movie, you read a book, and then you watch a movie, no matter how good the movie is, it's still different than how you envisioned it in your mind when you were reading the book.
0: Sure, I can understand that. Because it's someone else's interpretation of, yep. of a story. Absolutely. Um, Luke, do you remember the first time we watched this
2: movie? <sighs> Specifically, no, but I do remember having seen it when I was younger. I think I was, what, eight or nine? Yeah, there
0: was a time where I think we had just finally gotten our hands on these as video rentals. Mm-hmm. And uh, we watched uh, this, the second, and the third. Just, I
2: think I saw the third one first. I yeah, on TV maybe. Yeah, but we so. watched
0: them multiple times over, and I remember us liking them a whole lot. Yeah. Um, but these must have been really scary for you, especially you, Luke, at the
1: time. No, if you were oddly enough, nine, I don't
2: remember. I think it was I think scarier... Today, than it was when I was nine years old. I just
1: said that because, no, I mean, we just finished watching this film ten minutes ago, and Luke, you were crying for half of it.
2: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) right, uh, (laughs) yeah, sarcasm aside. uh, Yeah, it was was definitely uh, one of those films that we got a lot of enjoyment out of, but I think when we were kids, we were just entertained to see people get eaten by dinosaurs, right? That's what we wanted. Yeah. Um, Look,
1: I'm not a kid. But I love seeing people get eaten by dinosaurs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. A confession right there. Um, so for people who are wondering um, what streaming services is on, we watched on HBO Max. I think we did. Yes. It's, it's probably on multiple streaming services. But do you have a synopsis there, Noah? Um, I don't have an official synopsis, but I'll just basically say it as it is. Uh, this movie is a cautionary tale about genetic engineering, and it follows a group of people uh, Paleontologist. P- PhDs, paleontologists, uh, going to approve uh, Jurassic Park uh, and give a testimony on it after a little mishap happens in the very beginning. Um, what ensues is uh, more than they bargained for, for sure. After their initial amazement at the amazing cutting edge technology that the park provides, uh, they soon find themselves in over their head in a prehistoric battle in the modern age. So. Pretty interesting well done. Yeah, pretty interesting uh, synopsis overall. But I mean I feel like if you, even if you haven't seen the movie, you kinda know what it's all about. Eventually you know. <laughs> I I did like re watching this now and
1: and I had forgotten the piece of you know, the eccentric billionaire who wanted to sort of, you know, bring this park to life. Um, there's a there's a mishap mm-hmm. during the construction of the park. And so the insurance company says, you need to have some experts come in and approve what you're doing Mm -hmm. in order for us to insure the park. And so that's when they bring in the paleontologist played by Sam Neill and Laura Dern. And uh, although I'm not sure that there would necessarily be the experts to um, assuage the concern of an insurance company. But that's why they also
2: had Jeff Goldblum.
1: Oh, okay, the mathematician.
0: Yeah, the Christ. rock star mathematician. R- right, exactly, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. Who um, they did not want for the film originally. That's right, yeah. that's right. Luke, um, if you would, it looks like the budget here is $63 million. So can you uh, calculate what that would be in today's uh, in today's currency?
2: Was it 93 the movie came out? Uh,
0: 1993, yes. So, and the um, book, by the way, was released in 1990. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, right at the turn of... Um, Right at the turn of the decade. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It went on to gross over $914 million worldwide in its original theatrical run.
2: Not adjusted for inflation, I imagine?
0: Um, I, it doesn't say Probably right not. here, but, I mean... It well,
2: you know what? I'll figure out both of those things. It held
0: the record for uh, four years, uh, or, yes, four years before Titanic came out, interestingly yes, enough. 1997, I recall. Yeah? Alright, um, so with that in mind, would you recommend this movie? 100% I would recommend this movie. This
1: is a really you know it it has almost a 2 hour runtime, but for a movie that is this substantial, hmm? it's certainly deserving of that runtime. And I don't know that it feels 2 hours. I think maybe tonight it did because we watched it later in the day than I usually start movies, but I
0: think it's substantial enough to warrant the I certainly think so, too. I don't think it wastes any of its uh, plot pacing. I think it's generally very well paced. And overall, it never necessarily lost my attention. Um, even with me sort of forget having memory lapses and what exactly happened in spaces, it kept me thoroughly on there the edge of my seat. There are
1: three or four major sequences that sort of um,
0: energize the film I can and th- keep the viewer... On the edge of, the, of our seat. Yeah, I would definitely recommend this movie to anybody, any person who has ever just liked movies. Uh, this is one of those essential ones to watch. But um, to your point, I also found it interesting that they really keep the dinosaurs and keep it kind of, not slow burning, but... They keep that tension away, they build it for so long. It takes long, a while to see the first dinosaur, and then, you're really not seeing a lot of dinosaur until one hour in. But once you finally get to it, it's a really great payoff. Pay well. I, yeah. I, I find that that is a huge strength, yeah. and the movie is pretty non stop from then on. Uh-huh. Um, but, Luke, would you recommend this movie to pretty much anybody?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely something you can watch, you can enjoy if you're older or younger, I think. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's go into spoiler territory here. Um, I do want to quickly note, yeah, um, the movie now sixty three million dollars in nineteen ninety three is about one hundred and twenty nine million dollars mm-hmm. that it would have costed today in twenty twenty two, and it's what what would what did you say gross box office 988? nine eighty eight something? Uh,
0: I think domestically it grossed nine eighty eight, which is ridiculous, but overall total is uh, one uh, one point zero four six billion.
2: One point zero four six billion. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So just based off the domestic total, the domestic total adjusted for inflation today is one point eight billion, wow. almost one point nine. Wow. One billion eight hundred eighty-two million four hundred forty-six thousand three hundred fifty-two dollars and ninety-four cents. <laughs> which interestingly enough would also adjusted for inflation place it at number seven in the history of the box office. Pretty right cool behind stuff. Spider-Man: No Way Home.
0: And I think and jumping
2: Jurassic World. <laughs>
0: I think it definitely deserves its place. And it was animatronic dinosaurs in a lot of this as well. Not just computer generated. But um, I-, I liked how they did that. I have to say something here.
1: Now that we're in spoiler territory. I really felt like the actors did a very convincing job of expressing terror.
0: Even the kids.
1: The I kids did in particular. darn well. Because they're not looking at dinosaurs. Right. right? I mean, right. they're looking at... You know, whatever something draped over, you know, something that yeah. you know, and, and you're being told this is going to be this. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I was pretty convinced, yeah. Except for one part where Tim was acting a little goofy near the end. I I know exactly <laughs> which part you're thinking of, and that's
0: very very small and a, a, kind of a minor detail for sure. But I picked up on it too. Yeah. Um, what I want to know. Uh, from both of you, is what you thought of the special effects and how they've held up within, I think this movie's 29 years old now. Um, Let's
2: let the old guy go first on that one.
0: Yeah, so these effects were produced by Industrial Light and Magic, which is George Lucas's uh, effects company.
1: You know, Luke, when you said that, I thought you were talking about the the, uh, eccentric old man in the the film. Nope, just you. You weren't talking about (laughs) your father. Anyway, um, what did I think? You know, I have to say that there are parts of me that there were times during this film I thought mm, it's time to remake this.
0: Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, five them. I was going to say. Oh, you know, and
1: then I thought, oh no, it's been remade five times, yeah. um, and none of them has, has been as good. Have been as good. Although that said, I am a fan of just about all of these films. Um, you know, it shows its age. It's almost thirty years old.
0: Yeah. But I think for
1: what it is, it works. I mean the yes. the the brontosaurus, the veg, yeah. vegetarian dinosaur. Or yeah, yeah whatever, the long the long neck. Yeah, that looks very Jim Henson's Muppet
0: Creature, sort of shop. creature
1: yeah. shop kind of thing, Side- and it
0: looks very cute almost. Sidebar: You remember when we saw that movie called Mishi? Mishi, yeah. I was Jim thinking Henson's, exactly of that. It used Jim Henson's Creature Shop yep. for that. I guess it was like the some giant sea thing sea monster sea monster of course and that looked very very similar but um overall i can agree i think that at the time and even back in 2000 i want to say seven or eight when you and i first watched this it was very very convincing um it looks quite good at that point and i think it was about um not not 20 years old but you know pretty old at that point but this time around if you're if you're really looking close, you're like, yeah, okay, this movie clearly came out in the early '90s. But at the same time, I think the animatronics mixed in with some of the special effects kind of worked to its advantage mm-hmm. because it's not just too much of one thing. Now, when you watch when you watch a trailer for the newer Jurassic World movies, then you can tell it's just all special effects. So right. it, it, it's something it's all CGI. Yeah, exactly, you know, motorcycle chases with the velociraptors coming at you See, that's where it kind of loses me Because I want, as ridiculous as it sounds Some sort of grounding Yeah, I know what you mean <laughs> When it comes to people getting chased by
1: dinosaurs I know, but you just you have to see Jurassic World Dominion to fully appreciate it I mean, it's ludicrous But it's so much fun
0: Yeah, I don't think I'm going to watch it I've heard It's really good, it's much things. better than you think it is Uh, Well, maybe one day. I still want to see
2: it before it leaves the theater, personally. It's very
1: entertaining. Your mom and I turned to each other and said, this is much better than we thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, So, back to your question, I would say that it holds up, uh, and will probably because we know, because let's face it, this this film is a trailblazer. Mm -hmm. It is widely considered among Steven Spielberg's top three to five films. I think it's probably his top film generally speaking possibly certainly of this genre you Jaws, might, this and yeah, then the Indiana Jones Indiana Jones yeah. yeah but I mean there's also um, you know uh, some of his more serious fare that uh, has garnered his Schindler's List yeah genre. for which he won his Oscar So, did he
2: do the Green Mile as well? I don't think so No, kind maybe of. he was a producer on it Yeah, something uh, like that Schindler's List is the best movie he ever made I don't think it's close you but, think so? oh for sure yeah Really? Uh, that's probably yeah. That's probably my top ten favorite. I'm going with ever. Jaws.
0: Jaws. Jaws is a great one as well, and we'll actually have to review that at some point. In mm-hmm. time. But um, I digress. Yeah. Overall, I think this movie had a lot that was riding on it, mm-hmm. even before the novel released. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's. I think it's one of those few that really hits hit it out of the park when with its execution. Is right? it scary? Is it scary? I would say so. I would say it is full of tension and very suspenseful. Um, There's a couple moments that could definitely be considered uh, scary, sort of in your face, unexpected. But overall, I think it does the best thing that you can do for an audience member is keeps you engaged. Very interested Mm -hmm. the entire time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because at the end of the day, we know what we're getting, but there's a lot of surprises along the way. And I've always loved... I just always loved what Steven Spielberg did with this movie. Mm-hmm. You always have so much fun with it. There's science sprinkled in there. There's sci-fi sprinkled in there. Of course, there's action, but there's also tension, some horror, and obviously um, you know, suspense sprinkled all throughout it. It's okay. like this giant amalgamation of what makes a lot of movies great and then just puts it all together. Like I said, this is one of those movies I could rewatch pretty much endlessly every so single So let's time.
1: talk about the casting.
0: OK. Um, We have Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Richard Attenborough, and Samuel L. Jackson, most prominently Mm -hmm. in here. Mm -hmm. So, what do you have to say?
1: Um, You know, I I think when when I first saw the film, I knew Sam Neill from other films he had been in. Laura Dern was relatively... Uh, a fresh face I think to cinema she had been in I mean she has an Oscar I think her Oscar was since this film but Mm. she's been in a lot and continues to be in a lot so they've had quite a bit of longevity I mean it's fair to say that um, Samuel L. Jackson has been in more films than any of them combined or all of them combined Mm. Um, and I think the addition of um, uh, Jeff Goldblum Mm -hmm. who again as I I heard on a podcast called Around the World and um, 90s movies, I think mm-hmm. is the name of it. Yeah. They did a great, uh, he did a great um, sort of overview of the development of the film, as he does. Um, I can't think of the, the podcaster's name, but, and that is what I learned that uh, originally Sam Neill didn't want to do this film. He thought it was silly and not uh, serious enough for the kind of acting he wanted to do. Uh, they did not want Jeff Goldblum, but then when they, Um, had him in the film they decided they were going to minimize his role but they beefed it up a little bit because they were so impressed with how he was um, how he
0: was screened so and this is easily what all three of the main cast is best known for I mean Jeff Goldblum isn't that the way it goes yeah Jeff Goldblum did have the fly but he's best known for Jurassic Park and of course um, I mean aside of Event Horizon I can't really name another movie that Sam Neill's been in I can Uh, Jurassic World Dominion Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah, that's nice. cheating. But you know, another interesting thing is that Samuel L. Jackson. This was actually uh, sort of the beginning yes. of his career prominence. He was actually older by the time that he gained, you know, more popularity. And I think this is what set him over the edge mm-hmm. because he had been in a few films here and mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. that uh, were popular, but this combined with the two, like you know, the one-two punch of Pulp Fiction the next yeah. year, yeah. just yeah. sent him into the stratosphere. Yeah. And then he got Star Wars. Um, the Phantom Menace, I mean... Then he was in everything. Else yeah, he was, unstoppable. Ever. he was Unstoppable after this.
2: Literally. Yeah, Wait, was he Unstoppable?
0: He was. <laughs> he was Unstoppable. I Great movie, by the way. Great yeah, movie. I mean, he yeah. was in Jackie Brown. Uh, he was in um, Django Unchained, of course, The Hateful Eight. He's in all the Tarantino movies, really. Um, I mean, he was even in Goodfellas, which came out a year or two before him. I remember B.D. Wong's role being uh, bigger in
1: this than it really was. And I guess that just is because he had a more prominent role in...
0: The subsequent films. I remember it being smaller. Oh, interesting. Um, but um, I actually like how he gave enough exposition as to what it was, um, and I think there was this thing going around; it was trending where you know they showed a picture of him in 1993 mm-hmm. versus him now, mm-hmm. and of course he's aged thirty something years, and I mean he just looks the same, which is crazy. Right? I know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if anything, probably he and Samuel L. Jackson. Have aged the best in thirty years. Samuel Jackson has not looked different to me, and I guess since the first time I really saw him. I mean, it's it's incredible how good he looks after flying out the window
1: after being cut down with a lightsaber.
0: You know, it really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's <laughs> it's just ridiculous. I get it. Um. Anyway, but uh, on a one two five star scale, mm-hmm. how many Zs would you give this? One to five star. What what podcast is this? All right. Just how many Z's would you give it? Z. We can't do this without you braiding me. Um, all right. <laughs> I would give it. I would give it five Z's. Uh, I would give it five Z's. I think this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's one. Wow. Of my, it's one of my favorites. I've liked it since the first time I saw it, and I mean, it's really nothing different here. It's a sensational film that everybody should see.
2: I love that, Lou. Yeah. I would say four and a half. I mean, I don't think it would crack my top twenty-five, but I think it would be pretty close. So, um, yeah, I love it.
1: I'm going with four Z's. I really like this film a lot. I think it's a great film, but I, I don't think it's perfect. Look at the critic over here. Well, that's, you know that's what I get paid to do this podcast for, All right? right. So, jaded. right. But no, I like. <laughs> I love this film. It's a great film. It's yeah. just uh, you know, it's thirty years old and is showing some signs of age. And I, I once again, I read the book, and the book was. Almost perfection.
0: Yeah. All right. Very cool. Uh, so that concludes our review, but we'll move into a check it out if we do have it. We do have one, of course. We always have a check it out, Noah. All right. You
1: go ahead then. Okay. My check it out is to uh, to remind our audience that uh, there are there is some quality reality television out there. And one that I want to draw your attention to is the upcoming, I think it's season 34, maybe 35, of The Amazing Race. Um, in fact, it is a show that I have long wanted to be part of and hopefully would, would one day be able to, to do The Amazing Race. I mean, it would be just a dream come true to, to, to um, be selected for it. It feels a little bit like now you have to have a gimmick or something. If you watch the, the pairs of people who are selected for The Amazing Race, well, you have a you're using your gimmick right now.
2: You have a podcast.
1: Which is why I think, Luke, you and I will very likely be selected for The Amazing Race after we submit our videos. <laughs> so, anyway, check out The Amazing Race. The next season, the show has been renewed. It's up for another Emmy for Best, um, best Reality Series. And if you really like exotic locations and um, excitement and just... Um, uh, I don't think people like getting excited. No. No. But if you, if you are interested in watching people go outside of their
0: comfort zone, The Amazing Race is for you. So, Absolutely. The Amazing Race, cool. check it out. Very cool. Uh, for myself, uh, my check it out is going to be uh, the Yeti uh, Snowball Microphone. So this is actually, uh, we actually use the Yeti Blue, but uh, we've used this for 70, Eight episodes now, I think seventy-nine. Yeah, over the course of uh, nearly two years. And if you've ever sort of decided you want to get into content creation or anything for yourself, this is a great starting point. Um, it's definitely something uh, that's affordable for all entry-level people, and uh, it works very well uh, too. It's small enough so that it's not way too much, like you know, in your face or tough to travel with, but. It also just, uh, it works quite well, and we've enjoyed using it. We Mm -hmm. each have one for ourselves, and uh, hasn't let us down yet, hasn't died on us or anything. Um, And you can find them on Amazon, or you can go to Best Buy. Or we can't find it on Amazon, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Yes, my Amazon account has been bricked because of my co-hosts, but that is a story for another day. But um, yes, the Yeti Blue microphone. Uh, Check it out if you are interested in content creation, or starting your own podcast.
2: Luke, what you got? Um, I will say that with, if you're a watcher of Breaking Bad, or a watcher of Better Call Saul, it's coming to an end. So, with that being said, as a reminder, make sure you either have watched Breaking Bad already, and if you have, then you should watch Better Call Saul. Because it's awesome. Have you seen El Camino? I have. Okay. I have now seen El Camino as of three months ago.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think I saw it when, um... Uh, when it released, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I watched it on streaming. I've tried to get into Better Call Saul, but I haven't been able to yet. So Better Call
2: Saul gets better after the first season.
0: I've heard that so many times before. And, and the I first heard, season's pretty good. I heard the last two or three seasons are just incredible. So Yep. Uh, or at least better. Yes. Uh, very, very good. All right. Uh, so we're going to leave it at that. Before but, we go, however,
1: yeah, we would like to invite our listeners... To give us a five star rating, yes, on
0: either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy our episodes, yeah, please give us a five star rating. We love to hear what you have to say as well. So if you have any additional comments that go with that, we love reading it. Um, you know, obviously, we're here to have a good time, but we just want to see what our audience thinks.
2: For every five star rating, I will return for an episode. Whether you consider that an incentive or a threat, a whole other.
0: <laughs> Chances are, we have recorded three five star episodes today. Exactly. Exactly. So we're looking forward to that. So um, if you've ever liked our content or are just listening now and you um, enjoy what you hear, or if you're going to like it in the future, <laughs> well, do that. All right. Cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode. Uh, it's been great to rewatch Jurassic Park and uh, have the three of us uh, talk about it, meditate on the film and what we think. But until no, next Luke week, is slowly recovering. Until next week, I'm getting interrupted by my co-hosts yet again during this ending segment,
2: and I'm Noah. I'm Greg. I'm Luke. And this is is Easy Easy Talk. Talk.